that. Yep, you're on. You're on. Take this home with me, I think. Um, yeah, so my name's Mark. Um, I am a musician. I'm also a dad and a husband. And uh, I work in a church in Bedford. Work with young people and old people and everybody in between. And um, something I never thought I'd be doing, really, um, as a teenager. And I sometimes still wonder why I find myself in the places that I find myself in. But um, there were several things that happened for me um, which really changed the course of my life. The first one was a car accident I was in when I was 16, and I really needed help. So I prayed, I said, God, please save me. Well, save my friends, is actually what I said. And I said this really stupid thing. I said, if you do, I'll give my life to you. It's like a little bargain I made with God. And anyway, my friends' lives were saved. Um, I was 16, do you know what I mean? So I didn't really do, know what to do as far as giving my life to God, what well, that would mean the next day. But I prayed, two days later I prayed again uh, for my friend Greg that he wouldn't lose his leg. And they grafted a vein onto his main artery in his leg and saved his leg. So it's kind of like, oh, that's a bit of a coincidence. Um, but anyway, I just sort of cracked on. And then I got to between, I guess, the ages of 17 and 19, I just began to really wonder what life was about. I was from um, an alcoholic family, so um, life was sort of, we were like a very functional alcoholic family, so it was really broken, but it looked all right from the outside. And we didn't feel like we could tell anyone or talk to anyone about it. Um, so I, I have an older sister, she's two years older than me, and we were sort of quite good friends. And she was a Christian. And um, in the time that she went off to university, she went to university in Bath, my mum went into rehab, uh, not rehab, detox. And, and then when she came out, it's like our whole, she'd stopped drinking, but nothing had changed. And it was just mental. It was just like the maddest arguments, the craziest things, and just really a, a, mad, a mad time. So she moved out. And she ended up moving in with a couple into their sort of granny annex. And this couple were my sister's pastor and his wife. So she was sort of out of the house, so the house was really calm and peaceful. <laughs> we were all like, life's much easier but for me it's like I ended up <clears throat> just getting into loads of drugs and just sort of searching really looking for for answers into relationships into this or that into music and at one point um, I remember just I found this old Bible in my house one of my sister's Bibles so I was living on my own I found this Bible and I would just kind of go, God, speak to me. And I would open it up and read whatever was there. And one day I read in this psalm, I think it was 68 or something, around that sort of area. And it said, uh, extol, it didn't even understand the words, right? It said, extol him who rides on the clouds. 
um, he is exalted by his name Jah, J-A-H in capital letters. And I was sort of really into Bob Marley at the time, and he was always like, Jah, Rastafari, and all that sort of thing. And I was like, into it. So um, when I read, for some reason, when I read those words, and I saw J-A-H, Jah, in massive letters, I started crying. And it was so bizarre, because it's not really, doesn't really say a lot, and I didn't understand what it meant, but I just kind of went, you know, like, <laughs> walked away from it. And um, things like that started to happen more and more, so I'd hear things in songs that would make me think about God, um, and I think that's when I started to talk to God. And then one night, it was about one in the morning, and I was around my friend's house, we were all just battered, smoking weed all night, and everyone had fallen asleep, and I was just, you know, they were just kind of like passed out, this little bed sit, and in the corner was this big Bible. So I did my little trick of like, God speak to me, and I opened up uh, the Bible, and I had the Bible upside down. Um, so I would always avoid the New Testament because I had this in my head I thought that it had been changed by people like I thought you know people have tampered with it you can't trust it it's all people use it for their political gain and big conspiracy theories and stuff like this so I stayed away from the New Testament but then I opened it I had the Bible upside down I was like well I did say God speak to me so I turned this Bible around and I opened it at John 15 and um, so I read this thing and I had a bit of an experience as I read it in that I sobered up kind of like that so I was just like you know usually if you're really stoned you try and read something it's really amazing but you can't remember you know what you've just read that's so amazing I understand everything now 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 it's the time you know it's a bit like that your thoughts just race around um, but I read this John 15 uh, about God being you know the gardener and you've got to remain in me you've got to be in me and I was very offended by the things that Jesus said there and so um, but it got me reading the New Testament and then it got me praying to Jesus and I always knew there was something about the name of Jesus that kind of made me cringe a bit it made me feel really uncomfortable um, but everybody there's just something, there's a weight to that name, there's a, a power to that name that you don't quite put your finger on, but when you say it, it does something to you. Um, and uh, yeah, I just started to read about this guy, and then I started to pray to him. And I don't know at what point I became a Christian, but I started to talk to my sister about it. I was like, hey, I think I'm, you know, <laughs> something's happening here. So she started sending me books, Christ Among Other Gods, and like different sort of books to just kind of unravel the mess of my mind and my belief systems. And um, this was in about 1994, I guess. And she said, well, why don't you try some churches? So I just went around all these different churches, just turned up, you know, long hair, like, you know, it's a bit more skinny than I am now. And, um, just kind of went in and saw what was going on. Some churches would be like five people and they would sit and read the Bible and then you'd have a cup of tea and they'd be really old and they'd be very happy to see you. 
So you think, okay, that's a bit weird, I won't go back there. And then um, I did try the Mormon church, but they were closed when I went, so that was lucky. And I went around all these churches, and then I, I actually went up to Manchester to stay with my girlfriend at that time. And she wasn't a Christian or anything, but she had friends from the CU, and they invited me to their Christian union. So I was like, oh yeah, let's... Yeah, she had a Christian friend, and he was like, you know, you should come along. She was like, oh, they're always asking me to go to this sea. I was like, let's go. Let's go. This is going to be cool. Let's see what's there. So me and her go along, and they tell this story of Jesus calming the storm. You know the story where they're in the boat, there's a crazy storm, and Jesus is asleep. And then uh, they wake Jesus up, and Jesus gets up and calms the storm. Just with his word, he goes, be still, or be silent, whatever it is. And the whole storm calms down. And their application of this was, you know, and sometimes there's things in our lives and it can feel like it's a storm. So you need to pray and God will calm the storm of your life. And I was like, oh my days, he spoke to a storm and it stopped. You guys don't like, you're reading, are you reading the same story as me? That's amazing. Somebody could speak to a, a weather, you know, a weather phenomenon and say, stop, and it just stops. Um, I thought that was, I, I was pretty sure they didn't know what they were talking about in there. <laughs> but yeah, that was a bit of what I was like anyway, a bit sort of arrogant. Um, anyway, so that's sort of my background, and I've had an experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit where it's like an amazing sort of pouring in of God's love into me. Um, which broke the power of things like addiction in my life and over a period of time I've just been walking along with Jesus and it's not easy but it does get better the longer you do it the more you walk with him the more he changes you on the inside that's my honest assessment of it <laughs> cool so I wanted to talk about love today and I wasn't planning to tell my story but I thought you know because of some of the company, I might do. What time do I have to finish? Everything done, ministry, everything. All right, let's go quick. So, John said, all you need is love. That's John Lennon. <laughs> Bob said, one love. That's Bob Marley. Good to see you've all been reading your Bibles. And you know that. So the Bible says that God is love. God is love. Not that love is God, but that... God's essence and his nature what he says about himself is he says that he's love that's an amazing thing that's brilliant news because you think the person who created everything the universe the stars at the core of who that person is is a loving person a loving person and the Bible says God is not the author of evil God is pure and holy in that he's just full of love in fact he goes even further and he says, and he says God is love that's how, much, that's how much loving he is. Um, so it says three things that God is. God is love, God is light, and God is eternal. God lasts forever and always was and always will be. God is amazing. For me, to know that God is love is like a sigh of relief. It's like, whew, you have no idea who God is. It's quite scary to think about God, this powerful being. But actually, powerful being is good and is loving and is full of love. 
So, Matthew 22, face touch. Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Uh, It says this. Teacher, this guy speaking to Jesus. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So love God, love your neighbour. Um, in another place it says, well, who's, who is my neighbour? And Jesus tells the, t- the story of the Good Samaritan in which the neighbour is actually one of the enemies. So it's not just about loving your next door neighbour. It's basically two things, love God and love people. That's it. So, if anyone would like prayer, uh, that's the end of the talk. Um, you know, in our world, we, we have, in our language, we have one word for love, don't we? Which covers everything. So we just think love is one thing. Well, actually, in the original Greek language, which the New Testament was written in, there's four different words for love. Did you know that? Are there any Greek people here? Do you speak Greek? A little bit. Oh, no. You can just nod affirmingly. Um, so the first one um, is uh, eros. Eros. That's right, it's an old word. So that's like, do you know who Cupid is? The little fat baby. So that's the same person. And that's um, about romantic love. It's about sexual love. Uh, so that's one, one type of love. Um, all that stuff is in the Bible. If you want to read some stuff, if you're over the age of 30. Um, I don't know why I looked at you. <laughs> over the age of 30. I was looking behind you, don't worry. Uh, you can read in the Song of Songs some pretty racy literature um, on sexuality. And, you know, we believe, um, we believe that the Bible teaches, I don't know what you guys believe, but that um, the context, the safe place for that is within marriage, is family, uh, it's a giving of oneself. I think in our culture we were obsessed with this eros love, and it's, but it's more like a taking for ourselves of something, off people, and that's not, that's not the general idea. Um, so you got Eros, fat baby. Um, romantic love. Um, but there's other kinds of love as well. This one is called storge. It's a term for love in the Bible. Um, it's a Greek word describing family love, the affectionate bond that develops naturally between parents and children, brothers and sisters. So there's another type of love. It's a bit different. It's not romantic love. It's family love. We kind of know this, don't we? Uh, but it's good to remember it. So um, then there's uh, philia, which is a type of intimate love found amongst Christians. Isn't that amazing? We've got our own word. Um, it describes powerful emotional bond of deep friendship. Um, the concept of brotherly love that unites believers is unique to Christianity. Jesus said that this kind of love would be an identifier of his followers. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. If you love one another. It's a special love that the church has. And that's quite challenging, isn't it, for all of us? Because we think, (laughs) don't even like that guy. But, um, you know, this is like in there so that we can grow into something. 
that the world would see that God is in us, God is with us. So the fourth kind of love is called agape love. And this is the highest form of love. It's a term that defines God's immeasurable, incomparable love for humankind. It's the divine love comes from God. It's perfect, unconditional, sacrificial and pure. And Jesus Christ demonstrated this kind of divine love to his Father and to all of humanity in the way he lived and died. Greater love has no man than he lays down his life for his friends. Um, yeah. God's love is a special love that is only his. And within ourselves, we don't have that love. As humans, we're not born with it. <laughs> it's something that we have to receive. Um, I'm just going to read something from 1 John uh, 4, 7-21. Beloved, let's love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Okay. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, or made known to us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this love, in, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation. Ask Andrew about that word for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one's ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Yeah. Have you experienced that love? Have you experienced that love? It's available. And it's been done. How, this is how we know what love is. This is how we know what love is. That God sent his son into the world. That through him we might live. We might have life. Life in all its fullness. We love him because he first loved us. Isn't it a relief that 2,000 years ago God sent his son? That we were born after that. <laughs> we know. We get to know that stuff. We get to know the Father. Hey, buddy. Um, I'm going to read something from Romans 5. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who he's given us. So that word there, God's love, has been poured into our hearts. Imagine a big jug full of wine or water or milk or whatever you like, 
just being poured in, poured into our hearts. So that word for love there is agape, it's the love of God. So what the invitation is here for us is you can have God's love poured into you. You know, God's love fixes any damage that you've experienced in those other three loves. You know, whether it be in eros, in, you know, family love, whether it be within the church, if you've been hurt, if you've been rejected, God's love poured in will come and bring healing to those other areas of our lives. And I stand here as someone who I've experienced that at different times in my life. Um, so God's love is, is poured out. God's love is demonstrated in Jesus. It's poured out by the Holy Spirit. It's poured in and poured through us uh, into those around us. And then God's love then compels us out into the world. Because when you, when you first experience God's love, it's not like fluffy bunny love. You know, it's not like pink little, oh, you know, little heart, Valentine's Day. Oh, it's not that. It's, a, it's an intense burning love. And it's a broken heart of God. And when you, when you experience that love coming into you, you know that Jesus wept, right? He wept over people. He wept over the world. And uh, that is the, the broken heart, the love of God for us. God is brokenhearted over the world. And when we have his love poured in, yes, we are healed, but yes, we are broken. But we, we're changed to then be able to show love to other people outside of the church. And, you know, it's Christ's love in us compels us to share the gospel with others, to tell other people about Jesus, like those guys from the CU. You know, come on come along to this weird meeting you know but it was not fear it's not duty it's love that compels us you know so um, it's an amazing thing so that's kind of it that's um, I'm going to finish there because I'd like to lead leave some just some space for us to pray um, and to receive that simple invitation give your life to him you know what was your daughter said it was like love filling her up well that's this verse isn't it God's love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit nobody told her that was going to happen but she gave her life to Jesus and up came the love bubbling up you know or flowing in um, so yeah um, and I, I say all this obviously in the, the moment that we're in <laughs> as a nation, also the moment you guys are in, having gone through loss this week um, you know, we know this, you should know this is a safe place to just find the love of God <laughs> poured in okay yeah